You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Welcome back to Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Joining you today are two men of relative levels of brokenness uh, after weekends that, you know, a good double bouncing. I don't know if we've had a double bouncing this weekend of a weekend for a while where we both sort of just come in shells of ourselves. Usually it's one or the other, one or t'other. One or t'other, but this week, certainly both. Yeah. You had a bucks, I think. I had back-to-back bucks. Yeah, back-to-back bucks. Yeah, so you know how, like, end of last year, it was like, oh, we got Origin three weeks in a row. Mm. I've got that, but more. I've gone buck, buck, wedding, wedding. Seriously? So this weekend, you get a wedding. Yeah, and then the next weekend, I got another wedding. So I'm, if you think Origin's tough. Buck, fucking... buck, wedding, wedding's massive. Yeah. Well, I went down to Melbourne, which was tremendous. A uh, friend of the show, Ed Meyer. Yes. He's 30th. Happy birthday, Edward. Down on a beautiful piece of land outside of Sorrento, Tom. Oh, lovely. Down on the Mornington Peninsula, which he also doubled as his engagement, which he did the day before. Huge. So he surprised everyone was like, yo. Also, yeah, yeah, Well done. Michelle's a pick like a dirty nose. That's also like really efficient use of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just roll the events together. Yep. I mean, if he could have rolled something else in there, that like would a have been snap a, wedding, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Now you're really talking. Fucking, or a, uh, and I don't know, obviously, his religious proclivities, but a circumcision, you know? Has he got a kid? No. Okay, that doesn't, that wouldn't work then. Well, he could circumcise himself. <laughs> <laughs> if he hasn't already. <laughs> if he hasn't already, if there was a need, if it was just you know, the spirit of efficiency. <laughs> Look, line up for your free circumcisions yeah, yeah, in the exactly. spirit of all in the spirit of in efficiency. The spirit of efficiency. <laughs> Come get the snip. <laughs> was it a good time? Yeah, look, you know, besides that, it was it was all pretty fun. Yeah. It was all pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't what you were expecting. <laughs> Not exactly. No, not really. No. Yeah, you, know, you come for the thirtieth, you leave for the <laughs> circumcision. Leave without half your penis. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Like marking lambs. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, bloody great weekend. Fucking hope. Big Texas themed, obviously. Um, so I went around to front of the show, Jack Archdale's home. To, of course, to get, yeah. To get his everyday yeah. gear. Yeah, exactly. And then wear it to a party. His day-to-day clothing. Yeah. I'm Jarch going is- to look like a Texas fuckwit party. Can I borrow your day-to-day clothes, please? <laughs> Can I borrow what you wear to work? <laughs> so I had, the, I had a professional bull riding top on and like those bolo ties, which he's worn to weddings before. <laughs> You know, this like ostrich skin belt. It all it looked terrific. No, look, many looks, comments. If it looks great if you're dressing up. Yeah. Whereas if it's like if I see you in a char grilled Charlie's with a fucking cowboy hat on and boots and like a studded shirt on like a Wednesday, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, an arseless chap. Yeah. <laughs> um But shout out to Jack for, you know, lending it to Was to the me. shirt that he gave you the one that's like blue with horses running across the top of it? No, no, no. I think that's one of his, that's from his new range. Yeah, it and is. And yeah. I wasn't allowed that. Oh, bullshit. Well, I don't know if I wasn't allowed it. He didn't recommend it. He recommended his pro bull riding shirt black. Okay. It's classy. That's good. That's, yeah. look, I mean, he knows. You know, look like I'm a, a, a ringer from the top end. Yeah, and he yeah, jumps yeah. some bulls. It probably gives fun. you a bit more legitimacy when he wears that one with the shirts, the, the horses running across the top yeah. of the shirt. I mean. But I think, I need to give a shout out, Tom, and shout out with shout out to Jew. Yeah. To the supplier of the food, they did one of the best croquettes I've ever had in really? my life. Now, can I, we just get what the fuck's a croquette? Like a croquette, yeah. Like a croquette, croquette, croquette. It's, yeah, but like what's what's in it? Like it, this one was filled with like really sort of a cheesy potatoey oh, sort of. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like um, just little balls of food, right? Yeah. yeah. 
That's exactly right. Sort of hard on the outside and soft, soft. They're, on the they're inside. They're a bit sort of like schnitzel on the outside. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. These things were fucking unbelievable. Really? And I wouldn't be able to get through the show without mentioning no, it. No, nor should you. It would have fucking eaten away at you. It, well, it would have. And it has been ever yeah. since I you know, touched down last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to that. Shout out to Eddie Meyer. Congrats on the engagement to JJ. Terrific stuff. Huge. Big lifts all around. Big lifts and, all around. And, and also a shout out to efficiency. Yeah. Because, I mean, in the spirit of efficiency, it sounded like it was an efficient weekend. It was. Um, yeah. Well, I have to also hand out congratulatory shout-outs to friend of the show, Jack McLennan, his bucks, Sherman. Fantastic weekend. Dan Abow, my old stomping ground, Eddie. So I felt very at ease already getting back in there. It was like, you know, good kid comes home to rapturous sort of applause and shit. You know, you've seen people, you know, in town. Oh, that's where, you know, that's where I used to get the mail post office that's you know that's where i used to get my school shoes and shit so that was a nice feeling for me already off the bat i was calm and then you know with the freedom of two days to rip and tear with your good friends i certainly let the hair down unleashed played a bit of golf played bad so hungover that me and joyce and uh this other dude that we were playing with john like ambrose we just bailed after the seventh hole and fuck it no, nah, we're out. We just went back to the fucking clubhouse and drank. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, golf on a on a box is such a big day. Dude, like it's great. It's great fun. But this was a Mount Broughton. Shout out to Mount Broughton. Tough course. Basically, Tough course. if you don't hit it on the fairway, it's gone. Yeah, it's, it's gone. Ball leader central. It. You it's snaky. You don't want to, like, it's not worth going in there. But it was just fucking impossible. And like after playing all right the week before at Bucks 1.0 or whatever you call it. I thought I came down with a bit of confidence and I just played like shit. I reckon I lost like 15 balls. So we just went to the bar. Um, but yeah, it was just a great time by all. Look, I will say, no, you know what? I won't get into the stripper side of thing because it was just a weird fucking, it was a weird one. Stripper was weird, but that's all right. I'm not really a big stripper at Bucks parties if I can just lay that out on the line. Um the weirdest part of the whole weekend was, and this is, I think, maybe like the uh, enthusiasm of fit people, <laughs> was like at 11 o'clock at night on the Saturday. So we had the you know, second day in. Joyce and friend of the show, Jack Marples, decide, and apologies to both if you didn't want your names mentioned, Matthew Jacobs, Jack Marples, decided to uh, fucking have a beep test. 11 o'clock at night. Maybe As later. in like a fair income one? Full blown. You know, and you know what? I was disappointed because we hadn't released our beep test yet and I thought they could have used ours. Would have been a great opportunity. But you know what? Just by judging these fucking... When did we do shits, that beep test? August 2020. Uh, 2020, yeah. August? <laughs> yeah. Was it not June? No, it was August because street, it was post-Streety's birthday. Anyway. Still coming, Punish Dribblers. I mean, like, I'd, I'd say definitely don't hold your breath because you'd be dead already, but it is coming. That's I've never been more confident of anything other than a manly premiership than that beep test is on route. But they just went for it, bro. And listen, not to reveal what I got in my beep test, which is going to be revealed soon when it comes out, but <laughs> they fucking beat what they just got like just below what you got when you did it. Like they're fucking weapons. Yeah. And Joyce, the level of disrespect that like Joyce is so fit, right? He's one of those mates that like is just like a bit of a uh, he doesn't do anything, right? But he just somehow can just show up and fucking... It's like he's blood doping for no reason except for if he gets called upon to do a beat test. At, at 12 a, p.m. At, at 12 p.m. at 12 a box. 12 a.m. at a box. Hmm. But just... He or he just put sand shoes on. He was, in, he was in jeans and a shirt. 
Marps, the poor bastard, goes and gets his shorts and like a t-shirt on, takes it seriously, joys the level of disrespect he showed just to get, no, I'll just put some fucking joggers on and then just still won. But I was sitting there watching it going, I feel like vomiting just watching Was this a, so this was a competition between the two of them? Dude, they had money on the line. And How much? Uh, not much even. It was like a hundred bucks. And Marps didn't even want to do it. And Joyce just kept trying to sweeten the deal for him so that he would do it. I'm watching going, why the fuck do you want to do this so bad? It's like, it's not like it's not the money for you either. It's like the competitive midnight beep test. The midnight beep test day two of a box is a fucking huge day. I wasn't sure what I was seeing. I was like, I can't believe this. I saw the footage you put up on Hello Sport. I was like, are those motherfuckers doing a beep test? Yeah. Joyce looked like he was going early to me. Joyce was at one point fading. He looked like he was waiting for the beat. Oh no, there was there was look there was some conjecture there. We had to get him to start. We had to start holding them as they'd get to either end because they were pushing it. But then Joyce started fading. It was a real seesawing affair. We thought Joyce was out, and then it was like that almost made him not go out. Because everyone's like, "Oh fuck, he's fading." And then Marps was like, "Fuck, this guy just doesn't quit." Anyway, weird, weird. I loved it though. Like you know, I got to see something I've never seen before. But I. I would not be surprised if I saw it again, like, next week at the wedding. <laughs> or whenever the fuck the wedding is. Because I think they've done it before. This is like a thing they do when they get flogged. I just can't... I can't even work out, like, the mental steps that you have to take to want to do that. With the greatest respect. Well, you've got to run out of chat, almost. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what, yeah, I mean? yeah. what else have I got to offer this, this, this party? I think all I've got at this point is beeping. <laughs> Look... It's either it's either a beep or a bed or for a me. bed for me. <laughs> Why not roll it into two? I'll do the beep and straight to bed. Get, head head out on a bang. Anyway, that was my weekend, Eddie. It was great. <clears throat> doesn't get, get tell you what doesn't get any easier. Mm. Parenting when you get home. No, mm-hmm. I bet not. No, 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 no. But that doesn't matter. Shout out to Evie Rose for going the big lift with Dad yesterday and just keeping me on my toes for the remaining hours before she went to bed. And then waking up all early in the morning, like two, so I had fucking very little sleep on a Monday. Um, shout out to Evie Rose. Shout out to Evie Rose. Shout out to Eddie Meyer. Shout out to Jack McLennan. Shout out to uh, Efficiency. <laughs> Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five-star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I, 
and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo. I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a t- it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop. Bang, rosé on there, code manly, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Rugby League's back. Rugby League is upon us again. It is. Uh, You know, the cloud that is the month of February lifting... Has lifted. Has lifted, dissipated, you know, fading away into nothingness. And the greatest game of all, God's winter game, your game, my game, Australia's game is back. Mm. That is the game of rugby league football kicking off Thursday. What, fucking eight o'clock? Is that when these things happen usually? I think it's about eight o'clock, Tom. Eight o'clock Thursday. South Storm. Absolute ripper out of the gate. That's a fuck. That's a, a really wet, hot t- uh, game to start things off with. Well, you know, depending who you listen to, Tom, could be a grand final preview. I heard some uh, interesting stats around South, and you know, obviously we we get it. We're going to get into the weeds a bit more on this shit in our brand new uh, punting show. If my voice doesn't fucking break like it did just then, like I'm fourteen, um, about even. Best punting show around. Probably we haven't even filmed it yet, but that's what I assume. Um, Souths have never won in Melbourne. Do you all that? But I'm pretty sure Souths have never won in Melbourne and ever. Uh, I know that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? It does sound ridiculous. Yeah. I heard that on the radio. Now, I either heard it or I dreamt it. <laughs> <laughs> They're the two options. You either, yeah. I either heard that or I dreamt it. Or, or you didn't hear the end of the sentence in the yeah, last yeah. three years. In the last, <laughs> exactly. In the last three years, two years, yeah. And never? <laughs> Seems hard to believe. Well, it's, this is what I've heard. Um, and then also Melbourne, yeah, like round one. Mm. Record is pretty hot. And by hot, I mean I'm pretty sure Bellamy's lost like one first round. Is that what Michael said? Mm. Yeah. yeah, but you were right. They've never won in Melbourne. Of the, um, I think it's the 26 times Storm and Souths have played, Souths have won four times. It's one of the worst, like, uh, win percentages against. So you've got to, you've got to like Storm opening round. Yeah, man. you got to. You got to love them. You got to love them. But then maybe if there's, I mean, I don't know what the odds are. The, the odds be out. Yeah, probably not. Teamless Tuesdays for when you get the odds on the games. I don't no, know. the odds will be out. Are they out? Well, maybe. They're probably changing the team coming out. Yeah. They'll be out somewhere. I'll check. 
They're never they're never too blown out rugby league unless you until like halfway through the season and you see the dragons are like the bottom of the table and you go well okay that makes sense now yeah two sir that's uh, alright yeah, Storm- oh it's actually pretty close Storm a dollar eighty five South a dollar ninety five yeah because South South team's fucking good like they absolutely mm-hmm. pumped the, the dragons as we said in the old uh, um, charity shield which means nothing uh, except that the dragons are shit with the greatest respect. Um, but so I can, it's it'd be weird if they were any longer than that, I, prob- I assume. But that record is good for Storm, Game 1 and South, obviously suck ass in Melbourne. So there's that, Eddie. Excited for all that. Manly playing Roosters first round. Manly Roosters, Saturday night, SCG, be there or be square. Be square. I'm actually going to be square, unfortunately, because I'm going to be <laughs> squarely at a wedding and watching on my phone. Um, under a table. Where's the wedding? The Hunter Valley. Oh, I'm also in the Hunter this weekend. Are you, Dave? Yeah. Where, you, you eating a bunch of mushies under the stars? Unfortunately not. I'm there with all my family. So ah, that'll be happening. Yeah, no, that's tough. Yeah. You may have mushrooms on toast. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> might have to. Yeah. Just sneak out. Sneak out at night for a late night vegan sig and some mushies under the stars. <laughs> Find yourself caught up in a vine. <laughs> um, Getting lost in a paddock full of cows. Lost in a paddock full of cows. Um, but look, besides you know the storm, south, storm. Can you just go through the games, Dave? Just yeah. like, I want to hear who the matchups are. All right, so storm south Thursday night. Knights Bulldogs is the first game on Friday. Boring. Six o'clock. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a six o'clock six game. O'clock if ever game, I heard yeah. it. Broncos Eels is the eight o'clock game. I'd be interested. That's interesting because the Eels, obviously, you know, and their billion year struggle to uh, get a premiership before the sun dies. And then the Broncos trying to come back from one of the worst years in sporting history for any club, any organization. What's have on we the have you heard many whispers out of Camp Bronk? Well, the whispers I think out of Camp Bronk have been <laughs> <laughs> have been a little bit like Brody Croft or Tom Dearden. Who are they using at the half? I know. Look, if that's the narrative coming out of yeah, there, you, out of you know, think, out of Camp Bronk, you know things are pretty fucking dire. Yeah. Like apparently Brody Croft's back on you know the selection table and he's favoured to to be the opening round half, but and no disrespect to Brody, with the greatest respect, you know, great respect for for the work that he's done over the years. Yep. but Brody Croft doesn't exactly, you know, he's not an aphrodisiac for me. Certainly not. No, no, no. There's no aphrodisiac like Brody Croft because he doesn't <laughs> get your heart at all. Because he actually doesn't exist. Um, but best of luck to him, though. That's the thing. You want everyone to do well, but you got to call it how you see it. And as we're saying, he just doesn't have the aphrodisiac principles of a kamikaze Dr. V drink. You know what I mean? No. He's no oyster. He's no oyster. He's there's, no, certainly- there's no lead getting in my pencil, uh, at least based off what we've seen from Brody and Camp Bronk. Look, and ag- and again, I'm not here to bash the Bronx- Broncos, but I mean, you know, you got to call it how you see it. Yeah. A lot of people say that Kevy can't coach. With the greatest respect. To Kevy, who's a champion yeah. player. Yeah, and you know. And, a, and apparently a champion bloke. Champion human. I'm just telling you what I've heard. Yeah, these aren't our opinions here. We regurgitate other people's thoughts and often pass them off as our own <laughs> to give some sort of air of, of authority, but not these ones. When they're bad, we will usually blame it on someone else. You won't own the bad ones. Yeah. Kevy can't coach, manly. <laughs> Now, coming into a shit show like the Broncos, who've, you know, got no troops of note. Yeah. Well, you know what? They they've do- got the toe sucker. <laughs> Katoni, yes. He's injured till mid-season anyway. Well, so see, that's well, tough. there that's you tough. go. There you go. Yeah, no toes will be sucked this weekend. <laughs> but 
They've got some players. They've got like some, you know, or is Payne Haas suspended? He's all suspended the first three weeks. Fafita's gone. Fafita's gone. they got Pangai Jr. Pangai Jr. also spent half the year suspended anyway. Is he still suspended? No, I don't think he's still suspended. But he will. No, I know, but I thought, was he suspended still from his bikey haircut thing, you know? Mm. His, uh, that was some time ago. His Mongols links. Yeah, I know, but I wasn't sure how long he was suspended for and whether mm. it rolled over this year. Uh, Patrick Carrigan, sure. Like, he's good. He's good looking. Um, Who are they going to have at night? Jake Turpin. He's good. Jake Turpin's a little goer. Yeah. Oh, man, he is a goer. He's a goer. You know, and he's yeah. got a goer's haircut as well. Like, you know, it's the shit chop, but it's like he's got a goer's haircut. You know, he would have been like a small, annoying little kid who just never stopped. Mm. And then he's just channeled that fucking attention to football. Now he's a, you know, fantastic little player. Mm. That could. That could. Um, who is, what's MILF doing? Now, MILF, if MILF doesn't rip and tear and throb this year, then that's, that's you know, is that almost, panic stations for MILF? I think, well, I wouldn't be surprised if he was waved onto a 747 and sent to the, the far north. Oh, to, 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 win a, to win a Man of Steel or two. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably where you're yeah. at. Yeah, well, yeah, if you don't, like, you may as well. You're probably not going to get it. You probably get more money to go win a couple of Man of Steels. Well, like, there's no shame in winning a Man of Steel. You come back and say, I want a Man of Steel. Yeah, correct. I lived in the far north in you know in frigid freezing, conditions freezing and became a man of steel. Yeah. Jamie Lyon won a couple of man of steels, but he was actually the greatest centre in the world, no matter where he was. You know what I mean? Like, whereas he, so obviously he was going to win the man of steel there, but he came back and then obviously won a couple of comps of manly cap and shit. So different. Um, but the Broncos probably going to lose to the Eels, but I could see the Eels losing as well. You know. I can see the Eels losing. I can see the Eels scrapping for a top eight this year. Every time, they always talk about the Eels, especially the last couple of years. It's like they're top four. They're fucking this. They're They're not top four this year. Even if they are top four, there's no way. Like, there are certain things I will stake, like, you know, life on, basically. The Eels will not win the comp this year. Any Eels fan that's even slightly excited, I know this is harsh and it's... You know, it's, before the season's even kicked off, this is probably a tough thing to hear. But just mark my words and mark them down in pen. You will not win the comp this year. No, not even they're going to get your hopes up a couple of times. You might even linger around the top of the top of the ladder for a, a few rounds. You won't win the comp. For me, the top four seems pretty set. What Storm, Rabbits, Roosters, Manly, yeah, or Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it all depends. Yeah, it, yeah. Look, our fortunes rest solely and squarely on what that boy at the back. Well, who knows? Listen, obviously, to, you know, you need to. We probably need to have Tommy back throbbing uh, to win the comp. Maybe you could make that argument. Maybe you could. I, th- I think you'd make that. But I'd be interested to see how we go now. We bring Foran back in. Obviously, he's been injury prone, but that was when he wasn't having when he didn't have the Maroon no, no, and White. No, no, no on. that's right. It's when he the wasn't draped in Maroon. It's when he wasn't draped in so, you know, he could if he's if he's healthy, because when he was healthy at the dogs last year, he was playing good footy. And he, he, he didn't miss that many games last year, really. Just couldn't string him together. Just couldn't string enough together, our our boy Foz. But I'll be interested to see how that changes, like, oh, we've got another absolute we've brought another brick into the wall. Yes. As opposed to, you know, just using cement here and there where we could. Now we've got a brick in Kieran Foran, next to a brick in Daly Cherry Evans. A couple of bricks in Jake and Tom Trebojevic. Is Dylan Walker a brick? I don't think he is, but he, he's been a brick in the past. Look, he's been a brick. He's remnants of a brick. He's remnants of a brick, and maybe if he's now freed up to be a brick, 
because Foran's there. Well, he needs, well, he needs the confidence. He needs the confidence from other bricks to become a brick once to, more. To return to to what was he forgot he forgot how to be a brick. That's right, and that happens. That, of course, it does. Happens all the time. Yeah, you can. Happens go, to the best of us. You can go from brick to cement, cement to brick. Yeah, but it's all about Many application. It's all about you know attitude. Yep. So it, you know, what else we got, Dave? Uh, Saturday, first game, 3 p.m. at Central Coast Stadium, Warriors-Titans. That's a real 3 p.m. But Titans are... Mm. I think Titans will potentially uh, make these 6 p.m. Friday, 3 p.m. Saturday games a little bit exciting. 2 p.m. Sunday. They're probably going to have the rails run of all the shittest games of the rounds. But because they're a pretty good side this year, we think, that could actually make some of those games kind of enjoyable. I'll be watching them. Mm. I think we all will be. Yeah. Now, would it surprise me that they, you know, started like a busted ass? No, it wouldn't. No, 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 it wouldn't. And t- take a lot of time to click. Yeah. But I think they will click in the fullness of time. Yeah. So that's that's Titans-Warriors. Mm-hmm. And the well, Warriors go on the big lift again. They're here in Australia <laughs> for fucking, what, till June? They'll be here like all year. You would think. Yeah, unless... The, the travel bubble could happen. Yeah, we're 40, kind of 50 days. On. We're 50, 40 days in, the, in New South Wales. 49 days without a transmission. Now, that's not the entire country, Eddie, but I mean... Didn't New Zealand have a hiccup the other day, though? Yeah, yeah that's they why they had to kind of push back the travel bubble plans, and even for the Warriors, because of the recent cases in New Zealand. Now, the 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 Warriors have been... They've done their pre-season in Tankwater country. I don't know if they were. Were they back out in, in the worst? I think they were. I thought they were in the Central Coast. Yeah, I think they might have been yeah. Sunny Coast as Didn't well. Didn't they land in... I thought they had a bubble out at Tamworth. No, that was last year, which obviously we know. That's where the the famous Tamworth, Tamworth Tank World. Get that up to your. Why did I? Know. Maybe I dreamt that. You could have. It it's might have been. It might have been my term yeah, to dream. It's either true or it's a dream. That's how these things go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, they are uh, the Warriors. Obviously, just having to go a big lift, and you're just like, fuck. It'd just be tough for them. Like they're just the whole. They've got this extra added layer of shit to deal with. No matter what they're doing. Yeah. They're never going to win it. It makes it impossible, really, doesn't it? Yeah, but maybe they, you know, reared off two back-to-back seasons on tank order. Who knows? Maybe it changes. Maybe they get better. Maybe they lift. Oh, they were. So they did spend a month in Tamworth in January this year. IV drips straight to the veins, mate. Told ya. Yeah. It turns out Tom and I dream nothing. No, no, no. And that we just, we trade in facts. Yeah. All we do is consolidate the facts we've consumed over the day. As we sleep, yes. and we wake up and we give them to people. Yeah, we wake up and they've been filed. They've been filed. In an orderly position. The Dewey Decimal System. That's employed. right. Dewey Decimal, of course. That's how I file all my thoughts. Dewey Des. <laughs> Shout out to Dewey. <laughs> Good friend of the show, Dewey. Friend of the show, Dewey. <laughs> Dewey's a fucking wild cunt, I'll tell you what. <laughs> but he's organized. <laughs> he's organized. <laughs> Yeah, he's organised. He's right. organised. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, they were at Tamworth. <laughs> we knew it. What other games we got? Uh, so then it's Roosters, Seagulls, and then... Game uh, of the round. Victory mm-hmm. for Manly. Uh, then Saturday night, Panthers, Cowboys. See, you know what? I feel sorry for the Panthers because they got to play the Cowboys and they're just going to beat the shit out of them, I reckon. What, that's the 7.30 game? Yeah. Why the fuck wouldn't you put Manly Roosters on? I like that we're in the Arvo. No, but I'm just thinking like... The way I'm thinking as a, uh, what am I, like a program at TV? Because these are all, like, the rounds are dictated by the TV stations, I believe. Mm. 
Maybe what? Fox don't give a shit. Like, we've got all the Saturday games. Just sit down and enjoy them at your own pleasure. That's true. Maybe. Your own behest. Mm. Uh, uh, okay, so Manly Roosters. I wonder if Suwali plays. No. You don't reckon? No. I think he should, eh? Everyone's like, fuck, should we let him play? I don't think he's been cleared yet. No, maybe he hasn't. But what I'm saying is, like, I just think the whole conversation... Did you see him him carve up in the the Bears? I saw he scored two tries. I didn't watch it, but... Snap some cut in half. Like, real handful stuff. Okay, so he's, like, he's he's throbbing. The difference of, like, a few months... I get it if he was 16, you go, and the rule's 18. Or if he's just turned 17, and it's, like... He's turning 18 this year. Like, just... It should be if you turn 18 this year, you can do it. Well, he's playing, he's playing in technically under-18s, right? Because he's 18 this year. Do you know what I mean? Like when this, you do the school yeah, 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 age yeah, groups? Yeah, 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 exactly. He's able to play in the under-18s in a, from a youth standpoint. So he's essentially 18. He's playing against 18-year-olds. That's what, But I'm just saying, if you have to be 18 to play NRL and you're turning 18 in a matter of months, mm. then just let him fucking play. I think you can make exemptions for out-and-out throbbers. That's what I mean. The guy if you try to throbber. drag some, you know, bush league bloody, you know... Some big fat D-list, nut trucker. D-lister. Some who, D-list nut trucker. Yeah, who, you know, trades in nut, the trucking of nut. Yeah. Maybe you say to yourself, this is, guy, is this worth it? This guy's the greatest nut truck we've ever seen. And you're like, listen, sorry. This guy needs to be box office. He needs to be scoring tries, snapping mm. cunts. Yeah. But what I did think was funny slash interesting was seeing during the week Rusty Crow of Gladiator fame, of South's ownership fame, mm. um, of, of A Beautiful Mind fame, of fucking Romper Stomper fame. <laughs> Bit heavier that one. Uh, his, uh, he was basically like asked, I think by Andrew Webster, like Andrew Webster as a journo, writes like he writes fact and opinion very well as opposed to it being sort of like woo woo, woo woo and buzzword bingo of like fucking who's bloody PC, you know PC police. The game's gone soft. All that bullshit. So he spoke yeah. to Rusty. Rusty was like. Basically, just like lamenting the fact that Suali went to the Roosters for what he said was the exact same amount of money. He's like, so I don't know what else they were offering him. Um, and then, like again within this sort of piece, then it's talking about like salary caps and shit. And he's like, well, we, you know, we got a salary cap to think about. You know, some clubs don't. Yeah. Very spicy from Rusty. <laughs> Very spicy from Rusty. But, but you he, love to see it. But he likes Suali. He's like Suali's a good kid. You know, good kid, Mad City, just fucking getting pulled in every which way. And then, you know, tries to woo him up at Nana Glen, where all the great rugby league wooings have taken place. What, he flew him up there? Him and mum and fucking the sister, I think, up to Nana Glen, mm. just a weekend away. Apparently yeah. not even to talk turkey, just to bloody, you know... Break bread, just to break bread. Break bread, let's have a nice weekend. Look, I've got some pigs and horses and shit. It's like mm. a little bloody animal farm up here. Yep. You want to go feed the horses? Let's go yeah. do it. There might also have some gold bullion under your pillow. <laughs> just just look over there in that chicken coop. We'll go get the eggs. If you see some gold there, though, like, whatever. I don't yeah. want to know about it. Yeah. Not my gold. No, no, it's not my gold. You must it? have left it there. Dude, if the chicken lays a gold egg mm. in the shape of a brick. In the shape of bullion. Yeah, a bullion. It's yours. Take it. Take it. It's yours. Um, but obviously, I don't want to know about it. Anyway, enjoy the uh, beautiful... You know, home cooked country meal that I've also prepared. Now, if you happen to find a gold brick inside this chicken, inside this, if the stuffing happens to be gold leaf, it's yours. 
If you if you find some diamonds in your in your mashed potato, <laughs> listen, that's got nothing to do with us. That must just be the way they don't grow up them. here. No, don't swallow them. Yeah. Or actually, you know what? S- swallow them and then just make sure <laughs> that you pass them. That you pass the them. Floor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> when you get home. <laughs> so that's how it may have gone down. That's how it may have gone down. Now, now if that's how it take... went, if that's how it went down, and, and Swally's just left. robbed him. <laughs> That's one of the great swindlings yeah, that's of all a, time. We, we might have a young swindler on our hands. Which, you know, it means he probably does fit in the roosters a bit better. They yeah. seem a bit more of the swindling type with that's the greatest right. respect. That's right. Look, I mean, you could you can sort of argue this till the cows come home. Yep. Literally or figuratively. Correct. Well, if you're at Nana Glen, <laughs> they will come home at some point. <laughs> Rusty will tell you that. If you live in the city, it's probably more figuratively. You will correct. The cows aren't coming home in the city. <laughs> Unless you live on the outskirts. Maybe um, so congratulations to Suwali yeah, And yeah, no, uh, we wish you all the best You got the bag bro You got that bag bro um, And then what are the final But to answer your question No I don't think He will <laughs> play this weekend No right Yeah he hasn't been cleared <laughs> He's still working to pass the diamonds Yeah the exactly yeah. You know it actually wouldn't be safe To play with that much diamond Inside the mm. uh, The, the bow The tract The tract <laughs> 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 um, And then yeah and then, yeah, Panthers, Cows, you know, look, I feel sorry for Cows fans. You know, I just don't think much is happening up there at the moment in the way of like... New coach? They got a new coach? Yeah, Todd Payton's up there. Congrats to Todd. Congrats to Todd. Congrats to the Cows. Really How do you think sorry. the Panthers will go this year? Uh, I think they could win it. Did you see Nathan Cleary at the launch? Yeah, doing yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. And he hit it twice, like it bounced, yeah, yeah, landed and on it, and then bounced again. again. But it was the first kick he had. Of course it was. That was pretty alpha. I saw that. I was like, oh, see that. If I'm if I'm an omen better, which I am almost exclusively, mm. that's a good omen for me. Not just for the Panthers, but maybe for Cleary Dally M. Maybe it's got something to do with Cleary. Can we? I don't know what sort of markets you can get here, but Cleary's like you can't bet on the Dally M anymore. No, you can't. No, you can't. Thanks to some dickhead who was part of the counting and you know yeah. decided to put like a hundred grand on to That's Bellamy right. to win coach of the year, mm. which didn't you know arouse any suspicion whatsoever. No, not at all, not at all. Yeah, the Dalliums a bit of a uh, like they're all like the the results are legit, but it's a bit. bit Apparently, of a, they want to change the counting to like ten points. Yeah, ten, ten points. Yeah. Ten seems to like that's the reason I think they wanted to do that was because if you're in a team with shitloads of throbbers. If everyone's just rated out of 10, then you don't lose three two ones to a player who's better. It's about just how you are playing. Look, I understand that, but a lot of room for, you know. Well, to, to be honest, now that I say it, it still doesn't make sense though, right? Because like if you're Tedesco and I am just a lowly nut trucker. But you're, but you're always going to be compared against... That's what I mean. If you're Tedesco, you're playing an, a, 10, a 9 out of 10 game and I'm a lowly nut trucker, I am at my... Playing at my at my absolute ceiling. No one's gonna no one's gonna give you even if you've had a ten out of ten nut trucking performance. But Tedesco scored five tries. You reckon you're still getting ten, bro? No way. Just for trucking a bit of C? No, I don't think so. so and you know it. We know. Yeah, we all know. Australia it. knows it. Australia knows. And I just don't trust. No offense to the judges. Them pick like giving every player a ten. I think you just get a bit lazy, don't you? Oh, yeah. seven, six, seven. He's got media commitments. He wants to get home for a couple of beers. Yeah, you know what I mean. He might yeah. have just had an aphrodisiac and he needs to get and on he his needs way. To go and get yeah, get back. And I just think you just sit down. And you go, fuck. Who was off the bench? Oh, three. Oh, did I even see you two? Like, you know what I mean? Yep. 
like that could be completely wrong. They might put a lot of thought into it, but over but how many games there are? Twenty six rounds. Twenty six rounds, eight games around. I don't fucking believe it. No, nah. especially not out of ten. Did you watch the game? Well, I watched the highlights. Did you watch every player? Yeah. How Did do you, you do watch that? every? You can't. You can't play a game every play. You'd have to be have someone play caming an individual player. Yeah. Do you know I mean, what I mean? As far as I'm aware, only one set of eyes. Individually, you can't watch two different things with two eyes. You know what I mean? Like, they have to follow the same. You can if you... Well, if you if you, if you had what you if had. If you had what I had. What was that called again? Um, Turnius Ius. <laughs> <laughs> Molokai. <laughs> um, who was a Fijian guy and you once called Molokai. And he had, a, he had an eye like you. And we found it funny because it was like his name's Molokai. Anyway, that's by the by. Uh, shout out to Malachi. Hope you're going well, bruh. Over there in Fiji. Now, we've got two games left in the round. Dear Dave, please take us through those. Uh, Sunday Arvo. Sounds like a DMC-a-thon. I haven't heard a DMC <laughs> mentioned. Yeah, it will be Sunday Arvo at four Raiders-Tigers. All right. Yeah, well, the Raiders will, you'd think. Mm. Tigers, um, you just feel sorry for them. Luke Brooks never played finals. You know, Moses and Byers, your first choice fullback. Harry Grant, no longer there. Harry Grant's bounced quicker than yet. So everyone's like, Harry, will he stay? Harry's like, motherfucker, do you think I'm going to stay here? You're off your fucking nooner. I'm going back to the Premiers. Mm. Um, with great respect to the Tigers, obviously. Um, and then James Roberts is good. Mm. BJ Leilua, when he's not like chinning people for minor indiscretions can be good I hope they for get, the Tigers sake they go well yeah they got Tamo now he's the new captain Tamo I like Tamo I'll be interested to see how he goes in a team that isn't packed with young studs like the Panthers were anyway fuck the Tigers uh, Raiders will win that you would assume and what's the other game Dragon Sharks local derby Look, you think the Sharks put 50 on them, don't you? I think it'd be a 50-pluser so that the Dragons know immediately because no team's considered 50 on the comp. So just get it out of the way, round one. Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way, round one. Raiders 50 on on the Tigers. Sharks 50 on the Dragons. And then those fan bases can just put the feet up, pick another team to follow this year and just sort of like... Yep. Take, take, your mem- take your membership. A couple mate. of lines, Brett. I don't know if they've done yoga before, but a couple of real big, you know, through the nose, out the mouth, ah, lines, Brett, and just go, it's all done. Put a cue in the rack. So put the cue in the rack, take your membership back, get yeah. a refund, put the feet up. Put the feet up and start following a team that, you know, isn't merged with the greatest respect, obviously, to both those clubs. <laughs> uh, is there anything else in rugby league, Eddie, that you think we may have missed? Look, there's been a lot of call in the punters and dribblers Facebook group, which just goes from strength to strength to strength. Yeah. To strength. Every goddamn day. For an NRL tipping comp. Now, oh, yeah. a lot of you think that we have been lazy, that we've forgotten, that it we were talking porcupine lies. Look, Dave this, has this been... season hasn't kicked off. Yeah. Dave has been uh, at the computer looking for the best options he is close to pulling it all together. These things take yeah. time, weeks if not months. It's an arduous job. Mm. But I believe and I trust in Dave and I know that he's going to pull this together before Thursday kickoff. He'll yeah. have it done, punters and dribblers, by Tuesday evening. That's what I'd say. And if not Tuesday evening, then probably you know, like 7.59 Thursday. 
mere seconds before the fucking season <laughs> kicks off. He will have it there ready to go. So don't worry. Even if you have like, you know, a good three minutes to make your tips, Look, you will get them in. You will get them in. Um, that will be posted in the Punters and Dribblers group. If you're not in the group, you won't see it. And listen, some people, we've had a few people reaching out to us. Well, not reaching out, but in the last couple of weeks. Obviously, the P's and D's page is a hot spot for, for bots who just want to come and try and pillage our beautiful audience. And that is you, the punter and the dribbler. Some some of some some people haven't been on Facebook for fucking years, maybe even ever. And they're like, "Listen, I know that it's uh, they're sending us DMs. Like, I know it looks like I'm a bot because I have no friends and I've my account's been open for like an hour. Yeah, but I just want to get in there. Let me in. Let me at the P's and D's. And it's like, oh yeah, sweet, all right. And then we unclip the velvet rope. We let them in, <laughs> and they're now part of the club. So if you're not in there, you won't be part of anything. With the greatest respect. Uh, but that is rugby league. Oh, we also do a super coach. Yeah, we got Danny Exotic oh, video. Yeah, what a perfect way to fucking... And so Danny Exotic, obviously we all know him very well. He's uh, he's uh, one of the great contributors here at the uh, Hello Sport podcast. And Danny's videos became a thing that was they were famed last year. And he's done another one for the launch of the NRL. So I think that we should all just... Sit back. Now, listen, obviously, you're just going to be listening to the audio punters and dribblers. There is a video on the punters and dribblers page. As we said, if you're not in there, then you, you're not part of anything. So, yep, we're ready to rip. Well, you won't be able to watch it if no, you're not you in there. You won't be able Rugby League, your game, my game, our game. But above all that, it's God's game. <laughs> That's right. He even sent his own grandson into the ranks last year. <laughs> the one, the owner, St. Peter Valenius. He moves, he shakes, he innovates. 2020, coronavirus in the form of a spanner. He's lodged in the rugby league gears. St. Peter, just like King Arthur, extracted that spanner from the works and used it to tighten the nuts and bolts on the greatest game of all. Now there's a new year. And with a new year comes new blood. Old mates become foes. And others, well they're just happy to be back. 14 proud clubs. Oh, and two dirty mergers. Battle it out for glory. Twenty-five rounds to go. Some will thrive, like Dior at Korean barbecue. Others, well, they'll struggle, like Hillsow at Rose Hill Gardens. But one thing is for sure: the hits will be bigger, the footwork it'll be fancier. And the fans, ha, they'll be rowdier. <laughs> From Rose and Xanax in the east to Racket Red in the west. Lacrosse and laneways in the south to rooting your own in the north. But amongst all that, the punters and dribblers come together for one thing. Round one, we kick things off 
in Melbourne as the Storm tackle those bunnies. Munster v Walker, Pappy vs Trell, Bellyache vs Wayne. Then Friday, the men from the Hunter host the boys from Belmore. Lock up your missos, Novacastrians. There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> then we head north to Spoon Court as the Broncos host the Eels as the sun etches just that little bit closer towards Perth. <laughs> then to your Super Saturday, the Warriors bring a pulse back to Gosford as they battle the new look Titans out. Hang on, we want more. So let's head to Moore Park, the SCG, as Manly hope for a happy ferry ride back to the wharf after Polak's and the And 7.30, we head out west to the foot of the mountain and the spiritual home of Rack and Red, as the mountain men kickstart their redemption story against the broke-back cowboys. And finally, your DMC Sunday as the Raiders take on the Tick Pies, followed by the Drag Queens versus the Peptides. So there we have it, P's and D's. Your 2021 season is finally here. So strap in for all the twists, for all the turns, for all the skin. It's what brings us all together. It's what brings us back to you. The greatest game. Fuck. Very good. Very good. Very good. Holy shit, dude. He's getting better. He's getting better. That was the best he's done. Danny's leveling up. We used to try and post these on our Instagram, but unfortunately, because there's a lot of song in there and like there's fucking images from Fox and Nine, a lot lot of time gets taken down. Um, But I think we're sweet. To have it in the P's and D's, which is good. And that was fucking hilarious. Uh, but that's rugby league. If that didn't get you up and about... Nothing will. Except the game itself. Um, all right. So, look, UFC on the... It was yesterday. Uh, it The card, from a visual perspective, pre the event, was sick. Dominic Cruz on the undercard, for fuck's sake. Um, but... The fights were okay. It wasn't fucking fantastic. The bantamweight title fight, Petty Yarn, Aljamain Sterling was a disqualification. First time a title has been awarded to the other person based on disqualification. Petty Yarn. For an illegal knee? Need fucking Sterling in the dome while he was grounded. Uh. And then he was just sort of, he wasn't out, but he was like just sort of rolling around on cunt. Like, you see these people going like, fuck, he, he bitched out. You're like, Firstly, why would you get all the way through a camp and then get into a fight like that? Like, you're already in the fight, right? Like, are you bitching out in that moment? Is that what you're doing? You're looking for a way out? Like, just these, you see these people, you're just like, the, the level of shit talk. Yeah, but people are fucking saying I know. Oh, Sterling was looking for a way out. It's like, can't he... Like, How do you know? What the fuck? He just got kneed in. It was flush as well. He, like, he got kneed in the fucking head. Anyway, so... He was like pretty concussed by it, and mm. so they were like, "Well, it's not really like it's not really for him to try and keep fighting. Like, what he's just going to get fucking KO'd next like, if he keeps going." Mm. Um, fight was pretty good though up until that point. He got awarded the belt on a disqualification. Very bizarre to see, 
but he just like left the belt in the cage. He was like, I don't want it. So they'll probably do a rematch for the old title. Then our uh, Aussie's own poor old Megan Anderson went up against the fucking goat, Amanda Nunes, and just got fucking... It was... Ganked in 40 seconds. It was was painful to watch. Yeah. I've seen the replay, and that was so much better. No, I'll tell you what. It'll fit inside a minute Instagram fucking... She got absolutely belted yeah. to within an inch of a life yeah. and then made the tap before her arm broke. Yes. But it just you just say like is Nunez that much better than everyone or is the depth just pretty bit thin? Well, I think it's a bit of both, right? Like they're still all she's still that much better than everyone cuz mm. like they're all still operating off the same fucking, you know, women's MMA around for the same amount of time all this that like Nunez has got the same access as anyone else does to training and this. Yeah, she's yeah. just a fucking beast. Mm. She's beaten, like, she's beaten everyone at 145. Cyborg, former champion. Then down at uh, Bantamweight, Rousey, Holly Holm, Misha Tate, all these former champions. Valentina Shevchenko, who's in, like, the 125 division, and she's an assassin. She's beaten her as well. She's just fucking untouchable. It's actually cool to see. But poor old Megan Anderson of Australia's own fame, she was... She didn't even land a thing. Didn't land a punch or no, anything. No, no. And no. it was just like you saw like when the first punch landed from Amanda, you were like, oh, fuck. She's just been buzzed. She's like, what the fuck is going on here? Then she landed a couple more, started doing the chicken dance. Her legs started getting all fucking, you know. And then it was it was almost like she she, she submitted her out of like um, goodwill. It was like, listen, I could pound you out here. Yeah, yeah, I could. I, I could pound you out, but I, I could think... could turn the lights off, but I, I won't. I won't. I'll save your brain, which is nice, but I'm just going to get That was classy. It was classy. I'll just get you to tap. You better tap, though. Others are going to snap your arms. So yeah, you be smart exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, so that was, you know, as dominant as I think most people probably expected, with the greatest respect to Megan Anderson. Mm. And then Adesanya Jan Blahovic. For the light light heavyweight world title, mm. Adesanya going up trying to become a champ champ. Didn't happen. Dreamt of being a champ champ. Dreamt of being a champ champ. You can't knock the man for having a crack. The fight itself. Had a pretty, crack. Yeah. It Couldn't was, get it done. It was a technical fight. It wasn't that like wasn't that good of a fight. I'm sure if you're like an MMA purist, you're probably like, oh, this is sick. Like mm. technical fucking but it was like there wasn't really any humongous hits and anything. So it was a pretty real like it was a relatively even fight as well. Mm. But, um, you know, Adesanya just goes back down to... Like, it's it's fucked a lot of the plans that I think a lot of the throbbers had. Well, like, so that Adesanya had and everyone was excited for, which is like, he wins the title. He wanted to fight John Jones. Fight John Jones. Yeah. You know, it's just like, no, 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 no. You go back to fucking middleweight, bro. Go and fight Bobby Knuckles after he gets rid of Costa. What's that weight jump? From middle to it's yeah. like twenty pounds. It's actually probably like, I think it's one of the more significant ones. It's like one fifty five and so like lightweight and welterweight's big. So that's one fifty five to one seventy. That's and fifteen. Then yeah. Middleweight's one eighty five to two oh five. That's big. Yeah. And he, he didn't. He, he only got up to two hundred. So he was and, and yarns cutting. Yarns a fucking animal. Yarns coming down from two twenty. Yeah, no, there was a, they looked like up. a big weight disparity. Yeah. So it was like on the feet it was okay, but as soon as yarn got him to the ground, it was like. This guy's just going to smother you. Mm. But again, he didn't get like dominated by any means. You know, like someone's stocks can go down if they go and have a crack, like a mad fight, and they get fucking... And they get absolutely fucking absolutely pounded. pounded, pounded yeah. Like, oh, okay. Wasn't that good. But you go back and fight Bobby Knuckles again. Yeah. 
Give Bobby another shot. Give it's Bobby another one. shot. Because I love Stylebender, but Bobby's your man, right? You well, Bobby's to... Australian. Bobby's an Australian. Bobby fights out of Australia. He's got the Southern Cross on the chest. Yeah, exactly. Loves the nation. Loves the nation. He's um, a good man. He's down to earth. Has a goatee. He has a goatee. He rips and tears. He's strong as an ox. Mm. And he deserves a chance at redemption, yeah. Tom. He's Simple through, as that. Got to get through Costa and then... Who I who I used to like Costa before he fought Izzy, and then he's just become the biggest poon dog, mm. making excuses, being weird. Anyway, all those fights aside, Eddie, would you say the most exciting fight on the sort of Biff's horizon? Well, there's only one. There's only one that I'm really interested in. Yeah, and that'd have to be um, Big Daddy Brown, Big Lucas, Daddy Brown, Big Daddy Brown, and Paul Galgan. That's right. That's uh, you know, Big Daddy Brown, self-appointed greatest Australian heavyweight of all time. Self-appointed. Well, he said it about himself. So, yes. I am not here to disagree with Big Daddy Brown or to agree with Big Daddy Brown. Just here to report the facts mm. as I hear him. He thinks he's the greatest heavyweight in Australian history. Uh, and Gal Gallen looking to smoke the greatest heavyweight in Australian history. How do you see it going? I have no idea. Gal... I mean, like, you know, he's a, he's been doing enough boxing to be, like, you know, proficient at what he's doing. But, like, Big Daddy Brown's been boxing for a lot longer. It's 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 just a, one of the, another notch on the... the Big, did Big Daddy Brown, did he win a world title? He did, but then Overseas or something? Yeah. He got stripped for yeah. doping? And, and there, was, there was questions asked about the legitimacy of the test and all that shit. All that shit, because he beat the champion in his home... Play his hometown, and it was like one of those really fucking yeah on like, the border of Russia somewhere. Correct, and it was a bit sort of like you know, how's your father? Would they be putting some shit in his drink to make him cheat potentially, or did he just use cheat. clombuterol, which is like a stripping agent or weight loss agent? Wouldn't mind some if anyone knows where to get it. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, dude. But there, yeah, that was that's yeah. He's a but. There, what's funny was like Gal was talking about fucking. Gal was like bringing up performance enhancing drugs and shit. I was like, that's a weird thing for you to do when you've been a part of like almost the biggest systematic doping scandal in rugby league history. Well, man, he maintains he had nothing to do with Completely. it. Completely. I get that. I'm not saying he had anything to do with it, apart from the fact that he was involved in it. But like, you of all people should know that you like you can't bring that up you don't have you've got fucking you've been in that area you don't have enough cred you don't have enough cred you can't be swept up in an Asada drug scandal and start having a crack at fucking Big Daddy Brown BDB for Glenbuterol allegedly yeah 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 just stay in your lane yeah but he's getting some big fights Gallant well because someone that because he's the money fight think about that think about that Gallant Gallant is the money fight in Australian boxing yeah he is I'd love to see him fight Justice Honey one time for the fucking... I'd like to see him fight Sonny Bill. Well, yeah, I know. Who's now back full-time. Bruce, he looks so good, Sonny. I saw a photo. I think he put up a photo on his gram of him just standing in the gym, and you're like, fuck, that is a specimen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I said Vunavalu is probably the, the person I would like say is the best physique of any human on the planet, but it might actually be Sonny Bill. Yeah. Sonny Bill's cut from, you know... The broadness of Sonny's shoulders... In God's direct granite. relation to like the the narrowness of his hips mm. is he comes he comes in doesn't he comes he? in he comes in He's he like come a, but he comes in from such a width it's like a triangle yeah and it cuts in perfectly cuts straight in perfectly and then back out for the yeah. fucking quads from hell yeah yeah back out in and out in and out you know hourglass ish but sort of sort of not really but not 
No, certainly not like a Kimmy Kardashian. No, no, no. That's not what you want from your, your rugby league thrower. That's well, a body shape. Well, certainly you're not going to move that well. No. And I don't think you'd be able to box that well. Athletically, I don't think it would help. Yeah, no, you wouldn't want a full hourglass. That doesn't seem like the, the ideal body shape. You're sort of going out, in, out, in. To a degree. To a degree. A little bit like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I've got any more to add on that situation. I'm actually, we haven't even got to the dribbles yet and I'm starting to fade. I think we know. We, I think now we need to dribble. Yeah, just because to, we, like, we have to. We've done all we can. We have to from a like just a general sporting dribble perspective. Let's dribble. We turn it over to you guys now. Okay. Oh, I thought I was vomit now. Before we get into the dribbles, Eddie, a quick shout out to our uh, our um, our good friend Ilso. Yeah. The Nova Castrian, or whatever the fuck he is, the turncoat, finally getting his first tip. Successful tip off the ground, sovereign award. I was, uh, I was on it. I don't know about who, who else was, I wasn't. but it led from the jump the whole way, and it fucking ran out. It was like it went way too hard, and we we're all watching it going, "Oh, this thing's gonna shit itself. It's gonna get run down." We were not, it, not excited at all, basically, for what it was doing in the race. I was a little bit, I'll be honest, but everyone I was with who were like punters, no way this thing's winning. It's just gonna get fucking run down the whole way. Smoked it. Now, everyone's saying give him his ends back. They're gone, bro. Those ends are gone. He might get one back. He's not getting them all back. He is, for mine, Ilso for forever. Ilso the king, though, right? All hail King Ilso, king of the tips. But Ilso he is. Dale has such a nice ring to it. Dale Ilso sounds way better than whatever your name was before that. I don't even remember. You're not even an overcaster anymore because you're no. in Zetland. Yeah, and you're, you're a also turncoat. a turncoat. So you can be known as the turncoat or Dale Ilso. Talk about talk about a bloody like he. You know, well, did Nilso sort of come into our lives? Ilso, sorry, did he come into our lives last year? Don't know. What a bloody what a what a roller coaster twelve months it's been for Dale Ilso. <laughs> Ilso, you know, he's been fucking up down. His name's changed. He's been this. He's been that. Hasn't been able to tip a winner. Finally, tips a winner. Now he's King Ilso. For now. For now, king of the tips. Anyway, I think it's probably time to dribble. Hey, Tom and Eddie. Cher Dribbler here. Just uh, after the dearth of quality sport punting information um, that's been coming through on the Punters and Dribblers page, I just wanted to see if you guys are interested in some stock tips on the old ASX. Uh, There's a lot of ways to make some money on that. Maybe not overnight, but sort of some long-term options. Um, the one that I am most interested in right now is called TNT, cybersecurity firm. Obviously, I'm not a financial planner. If you lose money on that, that's your own stupid problem. Uh, but over the next 12 months, looking good for some big gains. They recently recently increased their revenue by 500% year on year, and they made some big acquisitions and got some big contracts. So look, not one to, to waste too much money on sport punting because the mugs game as we're finding out but you know this is this is a way you might be able to get rich over 12 months instead of overnight anyway beer soon hopefully very expensive beer soon if you if you get on get on some decent shares cheers 
Look, I appreciate that. He's gone out of his way to, to ring in with what he thinks is going to make us all rich. Yep. I would say to that dribbler, if you want to slide into our DMs and provide some more clarity and, yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. some further analysis, that'd be appreciated. Yeah. And also, if you wanted to just deal tips to us directly, that'd be fine. I think that's it. And also, uh, listen, I'm not sure exactly around what it's it, like, you know, inside of trading and that sort of thing, but... If you're a high up in a business and you know that something's going to happen soon, like a publicly traded company, like you know, we're, we won't say a word. Yeah. Obviously, DMs is where you'll find us. You can trust us. You can don't trust don't us. don't call the dribbler hotline. No, no, no. That's a DM. Just you know, maybe jump on this one. Yeah. Look, if you want to do some, you know, some ITing for us, yeah, there might be a baggy green in it for there you. There could be a baggy green <laughs> for you. Not not no making any promises though. Thomas Edward. Turncoat David, Hunter than Dribblers. Uh, it's the dribbler of, I can't remember what my dribbler name is, fame. Um, just want to share a little dribblers in the wild yarn with you. Played a great cricket game on the weekend. Um, we were batting. There was a very, very, very annoying fielder at very close cover. Just sledging all day. Just shit sledges like... Pissed all us batters off too because it wasn't even good sledges. Like it wasn't rattling us or anything. Anyway, it got to the point where he was just saying shit as the bowler was running in, so our batters just stepped away and just it was annoying the field inside. Our batters were annoying the field inside because we just kept stepping away because this dickhead just kept talking. And it got to the point where the captain of the field inside decided to go and absolutely roast this little bastard that was standing at cover sledginess to the point where this annoying fielder started crying. He, uh, he He's only young, maybe 16 or 18, and I think he might have been a six-pack short. So the poor bugger's in tears because he's just been absolutely roasted by his captain. Anyway, late in the game, we're getting absolutely flogged. They decide to throw the ball to this kid, and he bowls and over. Well, lo and behold, this 16-year-old who's a six-pack short fucking takes a wicket. I'm fucking filthy. I'm sitting in my little dugout shed because I've been bowled eight overs earlier. I'm still sulking in the shed. And this cunt takes a wicket. And instead of celebrating with his team, he runs over to the edge of the field where our dugout shed thing is, where all us batters are sitting, proceeds to bow in front of us. And not just a little bow. Like, it's full-on... Like, fuck, I'm the Prince of Wales. I'm going to bow in front of you. And us boys sitting in the dugout just start cacking ourselves. The fielding team just thought, what a dickhead. It was hilarious. Dribblers in the wild. Uh, That is my yarn. Biz soon. Kid sounds like a little fuckwit, but... (laughs) (laughs) He also had, you know, he got under your skin pretty good, though, it sounds like it. And although you were cackling yourselves in the dugout, I think you were actually more, you 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 were alphaed by a 16-year-old, and that would have, like, I get why that would have infuriated you. I would have been infuriated as well. But you've called the dribble hotline to talk about it, and so it's he's got you. He's bested you. Where's the bow come from? I haven't heard that done. That often? No, I mean it's a, it's a, it's the flex of an asshole, right? Like it's like he's got a wicket, he's already been chirped by his captain, he's in, been in tears at one point, he's saying some fucking he's really all over the place, unsavory things to the batsman, <laughs> and then he goes and runs to the dugout and bows like this kid's a fuckwit. But that's probably what you need to make it. Yeah, 
You know, you gotta I mean? have a bit of cunt in you. Who was it? Was it telling us that they? Was it? Uh, was it Edo's of Have a Go podcast, former great cricketer podcast fame, who said that like he played Warner when he was younger, and Warner just stood on the after getting out, stood on the fucking edge of the field, just abused the opposition yeah. for like the he was eleven. Yeah. That's what it takes to make it to the tippy top. Yeah. So this guy, and you know what? Fucking He's got all the hallmarks of a future test future skipper. Future test skipper, that guy. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Really bright future. Uh, thanks anyway, for that, mate. Thanks. Probably went on a little, little long if I had to. Look, could that could that have been condensed? Yeah. Could that have been? Love the dribblers in the wild contributions, but remember our 90-second rule. Could have been halved. Could have been halved. G'day, Mr. Tom, Mr. Eddie, Dior, uh, Chuck here, uh, part of the Texas Dribblers uh, and COVID-19 survivor. Um, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Lloyd of the Stars, Isaac the Catch Carey. Uh, I was just chatting with, with Sir Isaac and uh, asked him how the new nickname, The Catch, was going. Um, and he said, mate, to be honest, nothing new. Uh, women have been calling me The Catch for years. Uh, so... Good to know he's uh, handling that one all right. Mm. Um, just want to call in. He's a ladies' uh, man. Just catching up on uh, one of the podcasts from a week or two ago. Um, and a little part in there where Dave told us about his dog getting high. Um, now, that was a little Fuck. disturbing uh, as I was listening to that. Uh, simply for the fact that, uh, you know, obviously Dave's dog ingested a massive human poo uh, down in the park. Um, but what's kind of troubling me is uh, what happened um, after that. Um, just given the circumstances, and I'm sure the dog came home. Now, given it's a uh, eastern suburbs uh, dwelling, I'm sure that isn't an outside dog. Um, so it, the dog would have come inside, uh, jumped all over the furniture. I'm sure Dave maybe gave it a big kiss and a cuddle. Uh, probably. Ended there. You got a double or not? Mm, unless this next one's him as well. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's, it's Chuck here. I think I got cut off uh, by a, a phone call. Um, don't know where I got to in uh, the this, my summation of uh, Dave's dog eating poo and him having poo particles on him. Um but I did want to give a recommendation uh, for a bounced-out movie for the P's and D's, um, and that is MacGruber, um, one of the all-time classics. Uh, if you haven't seen it, give it a watch. I uh, thought his drip was going to be um, about the dog, the dog, and the shit. shit. And, it's, and it's actually about a bounce-out movie yeah. called MacGruber. 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 Which I've heard is funny. I haven't watched it. It's like a, like a parody of MacGyver. Um which is a great recommendation. I appreciate that. But certainly almost accentuated by the fact that it dropped out the call, but like you were on the path to a comment about the dog and shit, Dave's dog. And then it became a MacGruber recommendation. That, that fucking threw me for six. <laughs> it was a sharp segue. It was a sharp segue. So that's like, the sharpest we've ever had. Do, I reckon. Do you let your dog lick you on the face? Like yes, I just uh, the answer is yeah. yes. I don't even need to. But so, not not intensely. You know. There's every chance that that thing has eaten a human poo. See, this is if I was this dribbler, that's this is what I would if I could finish the dribble. I think he should have had, and it could be a comment rather than a question. But Dave let his dog eat human shit and then lick his face. Do you tongue each other? 
<laughs> only if we're feeling really frisky. Yeah, yeah. you definitely have. In a platonic, completely consensual, in like a dog owner friendly relationship. That's right. That's right. But after a human poo, uh, to have that happen, that's yeah. that's tough. I mean, to clear that up, I was not <laughs> present when the dog first ingested the poo, nor was I when the dog got home. I was still sleeping at that time. Ah, uh, okay, of course you were. Yeah, of course you were. Which is, do you ever get up at seven thirty any other day of the week? No, I what, no. <laughs> when do you I? usually get up? Like nine, ten. Fuck, that's good ten. stuff, dude. Ten, well, it was ten. ten, but since uni and stuff started, now I'm trying to pull it back. You know, real early. Time tonight. to get to bed. Like before one. I used to stay. I, I used so, to get to bed at like two. Yeah, same. Yeah. Used to be up, fuck around, and then sleep. Googling shit, looking shit YouTube up. YouTube benders. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. And then you just get up at ten. Fuck me, dude. Now I'm like, ooh, it's ten thirty. That's ridiculous. I haven't been up. I haven't had a sleep in fucking years. Well, at least a year. Except I did on Sunday because I was fucking hungover, but I didn't go to bed till five. So I don't know if that's sleeping technically. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, no, it's no. not. No, it's not. Shout out to Gruber. Yep. Sounds like a great film. A great time to spend, you know, great way to spend your, your Sundays. Sundays. Let's go. They better all not be like this. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, Eddie, Dior, pun and Stribblers. Scrap man here. Um, I'm just walking home. It's Wednesday night, going past Leichhardt Oval, and they still have the score up from Sunday's trial match. Oh, no. I just feel sorry for them that a trial match is Who does? The what they've really I told held you, up. I told you, bro. The standing and all and the shit. It. They've still... But that was their grand final, so with that... You, that makes sense. Yeah, that could. I mean, that probably stays on the scoreboard till they play. Do they play? They don't play many games at Leichhardt anymore, so that could be up there for a while. Mate, I wouldn't be surprised if they put it up and then take it down. Like they're they're owning this as like they won the preseason. Yeah, yeah. Like the NAB, you know, the AFL had like the NAB Cup. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the Tigers NAB Cup. Yeah, grand final. Well, it's not even that. It's Mate, their grand final. I reckon there would have been champagne in the sheds. There'd be there'd be an extra. They would have had a trophy custom made. For a cabinet, yeah, that is relatively bare. Yeah, well, it's it's been added to the relatively bare cabinet. Yeah. Anyway, let's shout out to the Tigers. Shout you the couldn't Tigers. get more beta. You actually no. surprised me as how beta you get. Yeah, year on year, with the greatest respect. Since two thousand five, it has been. It's been a fucking train wreck. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the greatest respect. G'day, Tom and Eddie. Turnco Dave. Uh, Scamber Dribbler here. Got a bit of a brushes of lame. Lining up to get ice cream at uh, at Messina. Uh, a proud Melbourne or Sydney or whatever the fuck franchise that is has come to Canberra. We get it like 10 years later. Anyway, seen two big, thick boys needing big, two big, thick cones. Uh... Rob Valentini and Alan Alatoa of Brumby's forward pack fame. Uh, personally, would have preferred to see some Raiders, but you get what you're given. Cheers, boys. Beggars and choosers in the in the brushes with lame game. That, just, it, that's a brushes with lame. I um I was at a wedding with Alan Alatoa a couple of years ago. Nice fella. Just another brushes. They're out there. They're out there. He's a good man. They happen every day. Let's go. Let's get this thing moving. Yeah, g'day, punters and the dribblers. Thomas, Eddie, uh, Dior, 
It's the brass band dribbler here. Uh, look, I'm going a little bit uh, off-brand, but uh, went to a Lime Cordial concert tonight and originally thought there was two guys in the band. Turns out there's a band behind the band and one of them plays a shitload of guitar and a hell of a lot of trombone. Got me thinking, best on ground, uh, who's your best clubman? Of all time. Apologies if we've touched on this, what but the fuck immediately Luke Rickardson come to mind. Um, what are these ladies? Oh, I'm a big Sharkies fan. What I is happening? Is this a dream? Nathan this Long, is... Martin Lang days. This is the most uh, incongruous anyway, fucking said, preamble into a question. I just before, is... Thoughts on best clubman, you know, like real, uh, putting it in your terms, uh, Jamie Bure type stuff. Anyway, interested in your thoughts. Uh, be soon. That, that is bizarre. I was at a Lime Card at Cordial concert. Thought there were two of them. Actually, there's more. Who's the best clubman? <laughs> um, oh, that's actually got me rattled. Yeah, I can't dude, even I'm, think. I'm a little rattled. Uh, look, I mean, I don't think it's any... Like, I mean, I, I heard you throw out Jamie Bura, And with the greatest respect to Jamie, that ain't it, bruh. Um, we've, the greatest clubman of all time is Stephen Beaver Menzies. Um, most... Point most tries scored by a forward third all time I think. Fairy tale uh, two thousand eight. Fairy tale grand final. Trying the GF. Trying the GF. Forty nil. One club player played like fucking. I mean, four hundred, five hundred games. I think he played five hundred first grade games. Yeah. Um, just loves the loves the club, loves the game. Yeah. You see him at every Manly's game, mate. Just strutting around, shaking yeah, hands, kissing babies. Game. Now he's helping people with home loans and shit as well on the side, I think. So he's just going big lift after big lift for everyone. Takes, he takes no comms as well. No, no, no. He does it for free. He does it for the love of the people. Yep. Like you say, just people in homes. Just wants to see people get a home. Yeah. The Australian dream. The Australian dream. The Peninsula dream. Yeah. So shout out to Bever Menzies, the greatest clubman of, of all time. time. He will remain such until the sun swallows the earth. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Truly bizarre fucking dribble. Tom, Eddie, Dior, punters and dribblers. It's the little city dribbler here of uh, being too much of a city boy to go spotlighting crocs in a fucking tinny fame. Sure. I just wanted to alert you boys as to uh, amongst the plethora of shit tips last week, you've actually missed out on a bit of a celebrity win. Uh, the fucking the One Nation dribbler, the second favourite nephew of Pauline Hanson, Michael Green, coming through with the fucking the $7 win at race nine Randwick. And let me tell you, boys, Arnie Pauline ups, is upset. She, he's been looked after. <laughs> so hang on. So someone in the group is Pauline Hanson's nephew? Well, um, is that true? Yeah, is that metaphorical or is that other? Is that like nah, a it's too random. You think it's too random to be a troll? Don't you think so? I don't know, dude. Apparently, apparently, Alan Border's son listens, I think. The son of some famous former Australian cricketer, I swear. Someone DM me about this. I mean, is it surprising, really? No, absolutely not surprising, but I'm pretty sure AB's son, like, there was something about when, when someone was doing, like, the quant models on, like, the greatest player yeah, 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 in the yeah. 30s or some shit. Somehow Alan Border came up. Anyway, look if you are Pauline Hanson's nephew, or Pauline Hanson herself, then then yeah, we'd good love on to you. get you and Dave into a room so you can talk through some of the nation's biggest issues. Pauline and Dave, you know what I mean? Like that would be fucking hilarious. 
I'm assuming Dave, not a huge Pauline fan, and Pauline, not a huge D or Dave fan. I know they've clashed on social media before, so I'd like to see you know a one-on-one. I'd be open to it. There you go. Mm. What do you reckon, Ed? Sure. We could get a sponsor on board. Yeah, I'm sure we could. Um, did have a second dribble. Fuck the end of that one, old boys. Little city dribbler here. Don't uh, dribble and merge. Fucking just wanted to end on beers soon. One nation, never. Sure. Absolutely agree with you there. Don't know what's going on today. Not quite sure. It could be us. Maybe we're the common denominator. Maybe we've just we, um, That's what I'm starting to think. Maybe my brain's just not computing yeah. this correctly. Yeah. Maybe they're always like this. Yeah. And, and I've just, just never noticed no, until today. Until you completely just stripped back of any uh, serotonin. Right. Feeling this one won't be any better. Uh, Tom, Eddie, Eeyore, P's and D's. What's going on? Um, just just driving along uh, with one of the boys. Just did a, a nasty fart, eh? Like, a real nasty fart. Thick. Like, I could feel it when it was coming out. Um, he, uh, one of the boys reckons he can taste, taste the food particles. Um, and just reckons it was rank. Anyway, um, I I got a whiff of it, and um, like I I genuinely kind of enjoyed the smell. Um, it like don't cancel me, but you know you, you've always ever had a fart where you where you genuinely like that that smells alright. Like or you know like or you're like fuck that's not a bad one. Um, yeah, if not. Uh, disregard uh, <laughs> I'll um, yeah cheers boys fart soon I uh, I don't have a sense of smell fart dribbler whatever your fucking name is I, I can't smell so I don't know what farts was there a like. question in there I think he's asking about like do you like the smell of your own farts I mean you sound like maybe you're from Victoria because I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Victorians getting up to that sort of work yeah yeah that's like a, that's like a like the way one of their like you know not national holiday what is it like a state holiday a public holiday down there it's well like, it's Labor Day which yeah. is actually code for fart sniffing day yeah, yeah, yeah. so everyone everyone gets their favourite bit of Tupperware and they just fart into it all day and then they eat a heap of beans and fucking soup <laughs> yeah and store it up for the for the winter months get in there and just start fucking sniffing it back uh, <laughs> so no I don't like and again I can't smell but I. Trying to avoid the smell of fart, or like if I know farts in the air, I'm not taking deep lungfuls of fucking air. I tell you. Um, right, uh, let's move on. Well, I mean, Eddie, do you like the smell of your own farts? Either, mate? <laughs> I mean, they go, they, they come here for the answers. I feel like you need to give it to him. He's asked you, is there ever a fart you do that you can sit back, fucking stew on, and just go, you know what? No. Okay, there we go. Answered. <laughs> hey, boys. Jill Dave, quick one. Uh, the Brent Gretzky rhetoric got me uh, link- thinking about the long and hilarious list- history of uh, horrendous brothers to throbbers. Uh, and obviously that goes across all sports, but it also got me thinking about uh, the, the rare occasions when there's a brother or a sibling of a throbber that's actually a bit of a throbber themselves. And so I wanted to know, in your opinion, some, an example, you know, Matty Johns to Joey. Obviously Joey's amazing, but Matty was pretty decent in his own right. So... I wanted to see if you guys could think of a, a list of the best siblings of throbbers ever. doesn't have to be restricted to league. I mean, obviously, that's probably your wheelhouse, but I don't know, things like cricket, the War Brothers maybe, mm. but then who's the alpha? I don't know. Anyway, uh, siblings of throbbers. Let them hear it. Yeah, look, with the, great, soon. With the greatest respect to uh, this gentleman, 
this is a, uh, a topic that we have covered at length in previous podcasts, and I would encourage you to consume the entirety of our back catalogue as quickly as possible. Um, and in there you will find it. And you will find it. But yeah, obviously, Trevojevic has come to mind. The Stewart brothers, the Campbell sisters, if you want to get into swimming. Um, you know, the, mm-hmm. did you say the wars? I think you did. I think you did. Again, we've covered it. Sorry, but we no. Haven't. That is, but it's a it's a fair one. There are shitloads of beaters, siblings, but there's also like siblings, the, the Morris brothers, just equally alpha, not equally, relatively. Yeah, just one has two rings and one doesn't. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's that's real tough for Josh. <laughs> Let's keep moving. He's got a second. Oh, um, sorry, boys. Megan, quick double dribble. I also just wanted to add. A couple of weeks ago, there was a dribbler with anti-headgear rhetoric what a fucking shit take I mean with everything that's going on right now with CTE and you're going to say headgears ever never sorry uh, you know, we don't want to walk around with a world full of hoppers one hopper's enough uh, so headgears never you just wind up with a whole litany of dribblers and we've got enough of those anyway cheers headgears soon bye fair point not enough room for, for two hoppers in the world you know what I mean I think there's one one is enough he's good I love him we but love the hop. We do. Oh, but it, point taken. Do they? Do hell? Do headgear do anything? No, they stop scientifically. Cuts. They stop cuts, not concussions. Mm, so that's that's food for thought. Yeah. But you know, cuts can get infected and lead to staff. Dude, it's a whole other problem then, right? You know. And then you got staff. And you got staff, or you know, like uh, there's an issue with the stitches, and then you've got to get it taken out and restitched again the, the recovery time's extended and blown out by at least another week so you know from from that perspective maybe headgears are you know there they go yeah. but in terms of concussions do absolutely nothing yeah yeah I got knocked out wearing a headgear so if that's any because I just got hit on the chin well NFL they were helmets and we all know what's happening yeah, over there you can't you can't put a headgear on a chin Eddie I've always said it well, you, you you probably could. Chin guard. A chin, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. Put your chinny on. Is he wearing a chinny? Was he wearing a chinny? <laughs> no, he wasn't. Oh, well, there you go. Does the chinny just stop cuts? Or is it a, is it concussions? Who knows? Chinny soon. Food for thought. Tom, Eddie, Dior Dave, punters and dribblers. Full quid kid calling in or dribbling in um, overseas at the moment on essential work, working those long hours. So I can't get to a phone to call the dribble hotline like a man forced to send in a uh, cowardly, clean, crisp, pre-recorded audio. So apologies for that. Um. First of all, just want to say R.E., the uh, Tim Tam dribble and the um, it being like currency to foreigners overseas. Having done a lot of work overseas with a lot of foreigners can confirm that is absolutely true. That is good information. Yeah. You can take that to the bank, the Bicky Bank. <laughs> um, but I digress. Um, yeah, Gil's Peace arrived at NRL HQ, 21 Feb. Um, slithered up St. PVL's trouser leg um, and attached itself after, I think, 306 days of uh, sustained effort. So that is done. That is dusted. That's got a bow on it. 
Um, I just want to thank Gil's Peace directly for uh, calling in last week and um, giving the dribblers an update on yourself, GP. So good on you for calling in. Um, yeah, looking forward to the super cut now. GP's journey sliced into one nice little uh, audio, video product. Looking at you, Dior Dave. Um, love yous, miss yous. Bye. I don't know what he's talking about with Gil's piece calling in. Did we miss that? We certainly didn't play it. I don't remember hearing that. Well, if he heard it, it's, I don't know where he heard it. Where the fuck's he heard it? Is he Maybe, well, is he, or is he saying that Gil's piece called him? Maybe, Maybe. Gil's piece called him. Listen, if Gil's piece is listening, please reach out. I mean, it's no longer Gil's piece, but, you know, the piece formerly known as Gil's piece. We'd love to hear about your journey. And then if we've got an illustrator out there, then we're happy to provide you with the three dribbles and you will illustrate the journey. I feel like yeah, that'd be for nice. Free. That for, well, 100%, but for a baggy green, if you fancy yourself as that, if you've got that capability, which would be shocking if you did. Uh, let's keep going, hey? It was a beautiful trip, that one. It was. That was quite a journey. Years. That was a 300-day journey for all the punters and dribblers. 306. 306. Tom, Eddie, Dior, uh, just wanted to break a story. Um, that will be breaking up here in Brisbane um, in the next couple of weeks, I would assume, instead of with Peter Bedell at the Korea Mail. Went uh, and had coffee on Racecourse Road in Brisbane uh, on the weekend, and who was sitting at the table next to me, none other than Israel and Maria Falau. So... I guess the only thing that we can deduct from this is that the Brisbane Broncos will probably have one of the most formidable spines of all time assembled once they also sign Cameron Smith. Uh, So Smith, Croft, Milford and Falau at the back, uh, which would probably rival Smith, Cronk, Inglis and Slater. That's um, one of the great and also another breaking news. Loads of shit I've ever heard in my life. For Netball Australia, Maria Falau to the Queensland Firebirds uh, Premiership for the Broncos soon. Look, I hate to burst your bubble, but we have friends in higher places. Yeah, we've, um, we've got the you can probably work people. out who that is. Who said in no uncertain terms that Israel Falau would never be approved to return to the rugby league, to NRL specifically? So yeah. it's a pipe dream. Unless he signed, like, some ironclad fucking contract to never touch social nah, media again. I don't think so. Or say a word. No, nah, it's done. It's done. Yeah. It's done. Um, and to say that, this is what he just said there. I don't know if you missed that, but I just I just need to try and just take a moment to reflect. That if Israel were to play, that the Broncos' spine would be Turpin, Mil- Milford, Croft, Falau, and that would be a spine to rival Smith. Well, he, did, he did say providing they sign Smith as well as Falau. So okay. Smith at nine. So if they sign Smith, so Smith, Milford, Croft, Falau would rival Smith, Cronk, Inglis, Slater. Now, I don't know what world that is because fucking nine, 90% of you, well, so uh, your two halves haven't even represented their country. Is there a Dally M in there? Or Cameron Smith, who's 100. I don't know what planet he's on. 
Camp Bronk. Different yeah. planet. Yeah, different planet. Um, mate, that spine gets fucking nowhere near. No, that spine gets pumped. <laughs> Every day of the week. And it's basically because the halves you mentioned. Yeah, and also the fact that it won't happen because... Uh, top 10 halves in the comp. And Falao ain't coming Let alone all-timers. And Falao's not coming back. So, you know, thanks for the dribble. With the greatest respect. Yeah, good day, boys. It's the Castle Main Dribbler here, just calling in. Uh, just to tie a bow on the whole GOAT discussion that's been happening lately. I understand there's been some appreciation from a statistical uh, standpoint in the dribbles lately, so just brought it to everyone's attention. There was a book written uh, recently by statistician Charles Davis comparing all of the greatest sportsmen from each of their respective sports. Use standard deviations to compare them to the rest of their cohorts. Uh, to list off the top five, you've got Michael Jordan, Jack Nicholas, Ty Cobb, Pele, Bradman. Michael Jordan, 3.4. Jack Nicholas, 3.5. Ty Cobb, 3.6. Pele, 3.7. Bradman, 4.4. Head and shoulders, go to goats. Uh, just think that the numbers don't lie. And uh, that's just about it. Cheers. Didn't hear Wayne Gretzky mentioned at all in there. No, I didn't hear him mentioned, but what I heard mentioned was that Bradman, the goat of goats, yeah. that's what we'd said. That yep. was all that really mattered. Yeah. I don't know why Wayne Gretzky keeps getting fucking, keeps thrown, getting fucking thrown around. Some like, fucking the, 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 orig- the original dribble was about like top 10 goats, but we only really cared about who was number one, and that was yeah. Bradman. And then, you know, Wayne's not high enough on the list. Fuck Wayne. Fuck Wayne, Wayne plays a sport no one else plays. Yeah. Who gives a shit? No one gives a shit. But he was so much better. Nah, bro, just shut the fuck up. No offense to Wayne. No, with the greatest respect to and Wayne. And, you know, we're, we're, we're fans of Wayne's work. Wayne yeah, knows sure. that. We're breaking bread with Wayne before. Wayne's a friend. But Wayne knows that if it comes between him and the Don and us and the Don, it's like Wayne can kick rocks. Fuck off, Wayne, because the Don's the man. I find it interesting that Jack Nicholas has a standard deviation that high given that Tiger holds every almost every record except for majors. Like Tiger's high I think Tiger holds the vast majority of golf records is it, except for majors. Is it anything to do with like majors won based on majors played? Dunno. He got he got second in a fuckload of majors as well. Maybe that helps play into it. Yeah, just like overall performances across all of them. Who knows? Interesting, though. Yeah. Well, there's only one metric that matters, isn't there? Yeah. I like that. Did, what did he say the name of the book was? I'm not going to go back to listen to it, but... Goats and Standard Deviations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put that into Google and you'll find it. Yeah. Thanks, bro. I like the stat one. Yeah, that, that was a good one. Boys, I don't know if this is too much to ask for, but can you fucking sort out the sound levels a bit, please? Tom. The fucking volume on the ads in this potty... Out of control, my fucking ears are bleeding. Uh, anyway, still, still love you, but fuck, man, get it together. Bye. So is this motherfucker complaining in what two hundred fucking fifty plus podcasts that because on one that the ads might have been too loud to get it together? You know what I mean? Like you say, get it together to someone who's like consistently fucking up. If the ads are a bit loud, bruh, you know what? Get the fuck over it with the greatest respect. But I will make sure they're quieter. (laughs) (laughs) You can't be coming at me on a Monday with this sort of... Well, actually, it's Dave. 
<laughs> in all fairness, it's Dave's fault. Yeah, sorry about that. No, nah, that's it. cool, bro. It's all right. G'day, Tom and Eddie and dribblers. The uh, shield dribbler here. Um, just wanted to open up a point of discussion as we finish off our summer of cricket um, with the Indians fucking toweling up the English boys. Um, opening up a point of discussion, World 11 of all time. I've got a list here, and I reckon it's pretty good, but possibly might open up some points on the uh, on the Facebook page. So here we go. Opening the batting, we've got Alistair Cook, Matthew Hayden. Then we've obviously got the Don at number three. Like that goes without saying. Ponting, Tendilka, Palace at six. Uh, then we've got Sangakara, seven. Shane Keith Warren at eight. Jimmy Anderson, Harry Hosegood. Hasn't taken that many wickets this bloke, but fucking just a bit of scare factor in there. So Harry Hosegood at 10, and then Glenn McGrath at 11. Uh, let us know what you think, and open for discussion, as said before. Cheers. I think the selection of Harry Hosegood at 10 is inspired. Yeah, that is inspired. That's a nice one, you know. I can't really knock that side. I can't. The only thing I would say is that Alistair Cook, uh, he scored a mountain of runs, but his average wasn't that good. It was still 50, I think. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it was low 40s. I also need, like, it's uh, like Smudge, Coley, Gilchrist. I know Sangakara's average was like fucking 60s, but he he played Bangladesh three times a year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, no offense. Alistair Cook in tests averaged 45. 45. Not a bad average, but, you know... Is it what we need up the top? I don't know. I don't know if it is. We can leave him there tentatively. Yeah, look. Where do you put Smudge in that side, though? Yeah, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? No, there's not really any. Unless you got him bowling leggies for Hosegood. I don't know. Hosegood's pretty fucking tight, man. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Great. You know what? I'd probably take Sengakara out and put Gilly in. Why? Yeah. Because I like a bit of firepower down the yeah, order. Yeah, yeah, Not enough Aussies in the side. No. Um, and yeah. look, Tendulkar may have to make way for Smudge. There is every chance <laughs> that Sachin's going to have to kick rocks. <laughs> with the greatest respect. That, they're the changes I'd make. Good Fair. Dribble. Fair. Let's press on. Tom, Eddie, Dior, punters and dribblers. It's the stats man back for another dribble. Good, love that. There's been a lot of chat lately about Gretzky and ice hockey, so I thought I'd ring in and give you a stat about Don Bradman. We all know that the Don has an average of 99, and this compares to other greats of the game like Smudge, 61, Labuschagne, 60, Kane Williamson, 54, Chapel, Tendulkar, 53, Lara and Coley, 52. Ponting, Hussey, Steve Waugh, 51. Hayden, Border, Viv Richards, 50. Clark, 49. Warner, 48. But these are all players that we know from modern times. We think Smudge is good now, but we can't compare him to people not born yet. We can only compare him against his peers and those from the past. And that got me to thinking, so how did the Don stack up against his contemporaries? It turns out that in all time, over the years, there's only been 42 players who've averaged over 50 in test cricket, and now that's not many at all. But when the Don retired in 1948, 
that number was a mere seven. Seven players had finished their careers with averages of 50 plus. President and CEO of that exclusive club was the Don with 99. Then came the Englishman Sutcliffe, 60, Painter, 59, Hammond, 58, Hobbs, 56, Tilsley, 55. And then the Australian Jack Ryder at 51 was the last member of this exclusive club. So while Wayne Gretzky might be great and a fitting second place, the Don is just next level incomparable. Be soon. Statsman's done it again. Yeah, love that. Love that. Seven when the Don was doing his thing. Yeah, I'll tell you what um, helps me get through these Mondays. Just... Just stats reminding us all as to the greatness of the Don. Yeah. St- yeah. Stats man just just calling in, dropping his sack on the table and going, I'm still best on ground in terms of stats delivered. Yeah. When in need, turn to the turn to the Don and stats around the great man. Yep. Because I'll see you I'll see you through a barrage of Monday morning bounces. Can you believe that after the stats man you know, just that now. Now that we, you know, we grow in sort of knowledge and understanding of who the stats man is as a man about stats. That after his first stat, that someone even felt the need to call in and chip him about his stats. Like, who the fuck isn't getting around stats man every time he rolls into his? Rolls if you don't like town. stats, you wouldn't like Test cricket. Yeah, and if you don't like Test cricket, you're not a friend of ours. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't hate stats, and you know what I mean. It's not it's the it best be game done. for stats. Exactly. It's built for stats. Built off stats. Let's move on. Thomas, Edward, Dior, punters and dribblers. It's Fezman calling from beautiful Brisbane. Um, I've been thinking lately about uh, housemates and who is your best and who is your worst. Everyone's got some good stories there. Um, oh, you want me to go first? No drama. Yep. Um, my... Worst, 100% Thomas Gardner. Um, clinically allergic to alcohol, so a few beers on a Friday night would see him dead for an entire weekend, stuck in his cave, never cooked, never cleaned, never really did anything positive aside from a breakout game for Colts 1 against Brothers um, for Jeeps circa 2009. Um, the... Best housemate, um, Patrick Scheel. Uh, we were 18, oh, sorry, 17, 18, living in a share house, four of us, um, <laughs> mostly focused it. on playing shitty club Colts footy. Um, such a fucking Not a lot of working, <laughs> not a lot of uni. Just... Had a Someone said to me on the weekend, they go, bringing in the dollars, you give the dribblers a voice, <laughs> they um, will abuse it. <laughs> Such as Guitar Hero. This is abuse Halo, of the hotline. This is absolute to abuse. Not a lot of work, not a lot of hate. Um, fucking uni. Um, so big shout out. To He's Patrick, still going. Fuck you to Tom Gardner, you little snake cunt. Um, and yeah, it's soon, boys. All the best. Cheers. Oh my god! He's just called up to fucking rip a couple of dudes, a couple of housemates, and praise one, and praise one, rip one, praise one. <laughs> We have no idea who they are. We have no context of anything. It's one of the greatest dribbles I've ever heard. Save that. Save that. Save, Save that. that. That is the he's most... Got a, he's got a second one. Oh, oh fuck it's only, it. it's only 40 seconds. Okay. <sighs> hey, boys, sorry. It's uh, Fezman still calling from beautiful Brisbane. I feel a bit bad about the harsh sign-off against Thomas Gardner in my last dribble. Um, 
I'm a big fan of treating your mates like a hedge. You cut them back, and then they grow back stronger than ever. So um, a, a big shout-out to Gardzi as well. Um, recently oh found out God. that he's having his first child. Oh, so dude, pip, 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 this ray, is ray, not ray. it, bro. Um, another big what positive against Gardzi. Um, you are... Nah, Ford, fucking cut him off now. We're done. We're can, done here so proud of you for that. Well done. Archive the first one. Yeah. I mean, you probably have to archive the whole thing, but uh, that was in like the truest sense of the word complete and utter dribble that was just like words that and that's now existed exists in a recording that just fills up the space like that happened that happened that's valuable bandwidth and time of life that no one will get back what do they say that like you know statistically everything will happen like everything everything can happen happen, will will happen happen. that's That's an that's that's proof proof. that's proof that's proof that everything will happen and can happen except for Parramatta winning a comp. Well, they've won one. They well, won't win sorry, anymore. winning one again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely won't. But that was fucking... <laughs> that was wild. Uh, yeah, best housemate, worst housemate, don't know. I'm not going to... But, I mean, we were housemates. Straight. Straight, yeah. Straight was probably the worst in terms of damage to property done and contributions to, to, to general upkeep. To, to rent and upkeep. He once, I'm going to be very vague around how I say this, was in the shower. When him and his miso, when they're very hungover, when they were in the house, they just they would just like sit in the shower for like 40 fucking minutes. This, like, this was a particularly long one. This, this, was been, this long would have been, this would have gone into the hours. Yeah, this was in the hours. Like just hung, sitting in the shower, hot water on you. Like they'd pro, sometimes probably put chairs in there, but they sat on the floor on this occasion. Didn't realize that one of their fucking bum holes was covering the plug like the drain. And I don't know how you don't see outside the shower that it's flooding, but they flooded the entire bathroom and then out into his bedroom, which was carpeted. Flooded his whole carpet and it was damp for, I mean, this would have been in winter and things don't dry in winter in that house. No. And it was just wet. It was damp. Yeah. And it smelt like dirty, damp carpet. He also, he would never clean like he never we, we once put we once went and got every single pot and pan that he hadn't cleaned up because he and put them on his bed under his and he didn't notice he didn't even notice like they were his bed he was thought he'd fi- left them there what pots and pans He's yeah like, oh, yeah that's where i put them on my filled bed. with pots and he made pasta and there was literally like when you see you go like there's pasta on the cabinetry like fucking like looks like a, it looks like evie when she's eating food like just throwing it around and you just and it's all just sit there and I was like fuck this cunt in 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 textbook passive aggressive housemate move not even really passive it's pretty fucking forwardly aggressive filled his bed with pots and pans and he had no idea and that actually meant he won because that infuriated us even more <laughs> he did win he's a genius yeah he also fucking put about seven holes in walls some intentional some unintentional. Thanks for the dribble, mate. Thanks for the dribble. That was humongous. Big fuckhead dribbler here. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say commiserations to you, Tom. After back-to-back Bucks weekends, I can only imagine how dusty you are this morning. Mm. Hope you've pulled up okay. I haven't. Uh, I'm still fucking puffed from my surf this morning at Bronte. I went with a friend from Noosa who's just an absolute fucking weapon. I've been surfing for like a month, and I just let my fucking alpha male get the best of me as I just followed him out into some of the fucking biggest swell I've ever seen. Next thing I knew, I was on the Bronte Expressway straight to the fucking rocks. 
fucking scary, bro, but I managed to get out okay. Pretty fucking lucky. The lifeguards were there and everything fucking throwing me those fucking floaty yellow oh, things. shit. So eventually really? I just had to relegate myself to the beachfront and watch the big boys get to work. Really made me think back to Nilso's most recent dribble. You never know when it's going to be your last surf, boys. <laughs> anyway, the main reason for this call was just to apologize for my dribbles last week. I was having some late Thursday afternoon beers, and the next thing I knew it was 3.30 a.m., and I was nine dribbles deep. <laughs> The quality was obviously deeply declining as the night went on. I'd pretty much forgotten about it until I was listening to the most recent podcast and you got to the dribbles and my heart just fucking sunk. I was ready for a licking of a lifetime, man. I was just sitting there like, what the fuck did I even say? So, little warning to the dribblers out there. Drink and dribble responsibly. You don't want to end up right at shitting yourself trying to remember what the fuck you even said on the hotline last week. All the best, boys. See you soon. Mate, it's, it's a lesson learned. I don't know what he was more scared of when he was in the surf, about to get swept under the rocks, or when he thinks that there's nine dribbles about to be played. Probably the latter. We cut him, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Well, I mean, you know, we live in a post-Eden and Jonah birthday party fame world where it was like... I can't... I probably need 12 months off, like, I just there was, that many dribbles. Well, Big Tasty was the first up to do it, right? You go, if you're the first man to, to do it, then you're probably going to get the recognition you deserve. But as we've said, the Eden and Jonah dribblers great men as they are um you know they didn't even dribble like what they were saying wasn't good like at least with the tasty boys they were talking about Bedsy being the best seven Newcastle's <laughs> ever produced things like that you know like plus I mean you can't go past just the fucking the ensemble tasty big tasty guava lover fumes ghosty and is it Ghosty who got us the manly the manly fucking golf you, Have you been using that manly golf bag? No I completely fucking forgot when I was Where are they? They're just sitting in my office Interesting. Well, I mean, you're more than welcome to come grab it, brother. I will. I don't. I don't think we should be talking any more than we need to here, though, because we got a lot to go. Let's press on. Uh, g'day, boys. It's Snake the Tank Dribbler. Um, I'm just an average campaigner, long time listener, first time caller. Just want to talk about the hot boxes in Australia and and where the best ones lay. And I'm a Northern New South Wales boy, and some of the best hot boxes I've ever come across. Number one is Yogi's at Corindai. Honestly, the best fucking devil wings you've ever had in your life. Salt and, salt and vinegar tenders literally make make dreams come true. Second place goes to Canamble Roadbox. Underrated because it obviously feels like it's been there a fair while, but it still tastes fucking good. Third place is actually Burke because they brew their own fucking soda in Burke. You know, it's unbelievable. But anyways, boys, next time you're out in the northwest, let me know. I'll take you to a hot box. It'd be fucking good. Hot box means fried food for all you city slickers out there. Cheers. Nice. Well, look, love that. I that, love that. That's, that's more of a, uh, a recommendation than anything else. It's made me hungry. Yeah, it has. I was thinking about chicken tenders the whole time we said that. Salt and vineyard chicken tenders uh, from Plume Road. Now, in this current state, I don't know that I could... I, I should have one. Like, I'd be up for it. But my mouth is watering literally just thinking about it. Salt and vineyard chicken tenders are so fucking good. So good. I tell you what I'm going to do after this, Eddie. Can I be? Can I just be honest with you? After I finish recording this, I'm going straight down to Plume Road. Chips and gravy? No, I'm going to get a roast chicken roll with gravy and mayo and all the trimmings. Maybe a couple of chips thrown in there. Hey, Miss Corden here, the Brumbies dribbler. Just wanted to say, how good was that kick from Ryan Lonigan? Rugby in Australia is in good hands. Cheers, guys. Missed it, sadly. Didn't see the kick from the household name, Ryan Lonigan. No, I missed it as well. I was in Manly. I mean, Melbourne. Did you uh, do anything? At, do you, did you see it, Dave? No, nah, not that. I think I saw they won by like three points or something. 
Nice. Waratahs lost again. By four. Yeah, they were up Against like 13 nil. Fours. 13 nil. They were up 13 nil. Oh, yeah, they right. lost like 2017, whatever it was. Uh, you hate to see it. Mm. You hate to see it. It was a good red card, good punch thrown. Oh, nice. That was the most exciting thing. See, now why isn't that weekend? fucking pushed out on socials? That's how you get around the game. That's I don't think they have see. social media teams anymore. Yeah, I know. That's tough. They're just writing letters to the paper. Yeah. G'day, uh, Tom, Eddie, Theo, Dave. Um, the question I have goes out to mainly the punters and jubilers out there. Uh, my question is, have you ever outperformed a rugby league superstar on the footy field? Um, personally, the experience I had was a, uh, it was a very cold, um, wet and muddy Winter's Day down there at Cranbrook Oval, uh, home of the uh, Young Yabbies Rugby Club, Nip Nip, um, down at the Hilltops region. Um, anyway, found myself under-17s uh, training. Um, we're doing a bit of a 12-on-12, 12 a 12, uh, bit of pilfering, a bit of rucking, a um, bit, of, bit of pills out the front, out the back, mate. You know how it is. Anyway, uh, my offset number that I, I just... Just happened to found myself uh, with was the one and only uh, Angus Crichton. Anyway, me and, me and Crichton were just there. Um, anyway, pill ends up getting thrown out to me. I catch the pill, run straight at Angus Crichton. Um, he, he goes to line me up, and, and last minute, I put on the last second goosey, and uh, Crichton just slips over, ass overhead, and fucking straight into the mud in the, in the cold fucking dirt. And I get straight past him. Um, anyway, um, what the what the question comes back to is, um, when have you ever uh, outperformed or shown up a um, sporting superstar on the uh, rugby field? Um, that's my question to the punters and dribblers and you blokes yourselves. Uh, if you've got a yarn about it, but yep, that's uh, that's my dribble for now. Anyway. Hilltop's triple out. The young yabbies. Yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I had, don't think I've ever outperformed any fucking professional athlete. But I, uh, funnily enough, I was watching Crichton's interview with the, on Bloke in a Bar, which is good, at the podcast. And then at some point they mentioned his school highlights. I think Crichton said like he used to, he edited his own highlights and sent them to rugby league mm. clubs, like to the Roosters when he was playing for Scots. So I just went and fucking looked at some Crichton highlights and when he was playing for Scots, fucking dominated bro like also he was playing in the center so he got a bit more maybe like early ball space but he's got a goosey on him dude he's got a goose he's got some footwork that you just don't really see a lot of in rugby league he was stepping motherfuckers like it was going out of fashion and mm. gooseying people and getting through the line he was very good has a pass on him it's funny like because he's obviously playing in the forwards obviously you know he still does things like he threw. A, I think last year he threw like a fucking two man cutout pass for one of the Roosters' wingers yeah, to score. Yeah. But it was just interesting to see his schoolboy shit and be like, "Fucking hell, man, shredded." You see that? And you go, of course he's playing professional fucking rugby. Leave. Like, did he cut up his own highlights? Well, that's like goer. Yeah, that's, that's what goer. You gotta do man. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Unfortunately, I didn't have the editing software at the time, so no, I it was it. too early. Yeah, it was too early. I couldn't do it myself. Yeah, it was too early, and no one obviously felt the need to do it for me. <laughs> Uh, no, I haven't showed up anyone. No. But I like the idea of dribblers. 
I'm, like I like this to potentially be a thing of like you know either send us in or like whether it's dribble it in or whatever. But like again, ninety seconds as close to it as possible. But when you've when you've showed up an athlete, don't mind it. Let's go. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Punners, ah, the dribblers, big dog dribbler here. Um, I just want to end the debate between Joey and JT about who's better. Uh, have you seen JT's back tattoo, Angel Wings? Obviously, beta. Next. Um, also, I just want to discuss the most redundant coaches in sport. John Buchanan, Michael Hagen, 2001 Knights. Um, the list goes on. Anyway, boys, if you want to point out a few more, that'd be great. But uh, Andrew, Andrew Johns is uh, obviously superior to Angel Wing Thurston. Be soon, boys. John Buchanan is the top of the redundant coach list. Yeah, and, and, and knows it. Anyone that coached the Australian Rugby League team during the Cameron Smith, Inglis, Thurston, fucking Lockyer era. Tim Sheens, it was mostly. And Sheens. he still managed to lose games. Yeah, like, you know, you don't, you're not doing much there. With the greatest respect, even Mal Meningo. Yeah, I was about to say, with the greatest respect to Mal, um, Mal didn't coach that team. No, with the greatest respect. This mic's fallen off. Much like the wheels to this podcast. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's more, but I think you kind of did well there. It's basically Mal, Tim Sheens, Buchanan. This mic ain't being fixed. Let's move on. Hello, my name's Jerome Thomas, and I've just left Jewel of the Bay in uh, Double Bay on New South Head Road. Danny Widler picked up his takeaway food pulled up two metres later and poured out his uh, his garbage in his car with his kids on the side of the road and kept driving. <laughs> it's a fucking disgrace. He's <laughs> <laughs> it, a fucking disgrace. Joel the Bay is an incredible Indian. Yeah. It's probably more Rose Bay than yeah, Double yeah, Bay. Yeah, it's definitely it's Rose Bay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shout out to Jewel of the Bay. That's fucking outrageous. And for Jerome Danny Taylor for doing a bit of you know what? It's sometimes the journos have to have a bit of their own medicine. There, Danny Widler allegedly pouring out his rubbish <laughs> on New South Head Road on a quite a beautiful stretch of of, 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 of uh, coastline. Coastline, yeah, harbour, harbour line, foreshore, harbour foreshore. Uh, Jerome rightly fucking furious there. Mm, that's pretty ordinary from from D Widler. Danny, am I shocked? No. I'm not. No, I'm not. Good dribble. Good dribble. Thank God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, last one. Yeah, boys, it's the uh, uh, the average Joe here. Uh, just a quick one. Last night I found myself watching um, Australia's Premier Sports Super Rugby. I couldn't notice that, um, or couldn't help but notice how good the, uh, the the Brumby side was being from the ACT. I understand that there's strong rugby pathways in Queensland and New South Wales, you know, the GPS, and I also understand, you know, the, the pathways uh, for, you know, Sydney clubs and, and Queensland clubs up here in, in the rugby league, but I just want to know what the pathways are for, um, I guess, uh, prospective players in the ACT, you know, have they got a strong rugby competition down there? Have they got a strong skill competition down there? Anyway... I thought I'd reach out to the Minister of Sport. I'm, I assume you, uh, you, you set yourself up down in, uh, in Canberra. So 
Yeah, uh, let me know. Thanks, guys. Look, we definitely aren't set up in Canberra in that cesspool. <laughs> That's definitely fucking not where we're at. But look, I think a lot of the talent comes out of Queanbeyan, man. Comes yeah. out of New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It goes does. across the border. Goulburn. Canberra themselves don't produce anything of note. No. Um, they've been pillaging off the great state of New South Wales for, you know, since its inception. Time immemorial. Yeah. No no local talent ever come out of ACT. It's all it's all Quamby and, and Goulburn stock. Yeah, they no. do have a they do have a comp up there. I only know one team, the Vikings. Now that could even be their rugby league comp, but I think it's a rugby union one. I hope uh, that helps. Yeah, I hope that helps. I, f- I feel like with something like that, though, if you want to know, like that's probably a Dior. If you want to know the the second tier Canberra rugby feeder clubs, that's one hundred percent a Dior for you, with the greatest respect to you, to you, mm. and to Canberra second tier rugby competition. That's us, Eddie. That's it. We're done. Bye bye. Thank fuck. Bye bye. <laughs> you two just not talk anymore Podcast this week brought to you by our good friends at Bloke in a Bar Beer. Eddie, Bloke in a Bar Beer, you and I, as has become a little bit of a um, tradition over the last couple of weeks at least, coming in off the back of a uh, a weekend riddled with blokes. Look, absolutely riddled with blokes. We got bloked on the weekend. Yeah, look, was it Mardi Gras? Yeah. 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 yeah, it was. You best believe there was a bloking going on. There was, in my <laughs> <laughs> mate. It was a a serious blokeathon over the weekend. Blokes guzzling blokes. <laughs> was, bloke, you know, people drenched in blokes yeah, all weekend yeah, yeah. long. It was. I was bloked within an inch of my life over the weekend, <laughs> and I wouldn't have it any other way. No, absolutely not. I didn't. I didn't think it was possible. No. To see that many blokes enjoying blokes all at one time. All at one time, and it was just a nice. It was a nice thing to see. Really, it was good for the soul. Uh, you know, again, you come in dusty, but you know you had a good time. You, you regret nothing. No, you yeah. regret. Absolutely nothing. What's you come in hurting, you know. <laughs> but, you know, you've had the time of your young life. So, you know, it's play on. It's play on. It's play on. <laughs> now, you, you can get yourself, well, you can get your own, you can get blokes of your own, <laughs> blokes for you to taste. Uh, <laughs> if, you go, if you go to bloke. Blokeinabar.com, mm. you'll see a list of their stockers, which yep. is everywhere. I'm telling you, there are blokes in every yeah. corner there. <laughs> Bloke suppliers. Yeah. Supplier of, you know, high-quality bloke. Blokeinabar.com, all their stockists. Pretty, it's, I mean, it's it, that it's, simple. It's pretty straightforward. I don't know what else to tell you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.